Hello people you're listening to stories by Sneha I am Sneha Atrekar your host and the writer of this series our story today is written by Tanushri Nag Tanushri is a full-time mother and very passionate about writing she's also a social worker associated with an organization that works in rural areas of Bengal in the field of women empowerment and child development let's listen to Aram Kedara Rishabh had always wanted to work in a big corporate office in a big city. Hailing from a small town in Uttar Pradesh, it was his big break when he got his dream job in an MNC in Kolkata. He was excited as he always wanted to explore the old world charm of the city of joy that he had only experienced through the other side of the lens. After spending a week in the company's guest house, Rishabh decided to rent an apartment for himself. His colleague Abhijit offered to help him find an affordable accommodation. On the very first day of joining, Rishabh had developed a liking for Abhijit, who was always ready to help. Abhijit had literally taken Rishabh under his wings and had briefed him a lot about the popular culture, sentiments and commonly used slangs of the city. On a Saturday morning, both men began their house hunting adventure. After browsing through many references, they returned to Rishabh's guest house in the evening, exhausted and empty-handed. All his life, Rishabh had lived in his ancestral house in Itawa. Theirs was an old brick house with a sprawling courtyard surrounded with neem and guava trees. huge airy rooms and almost a dozen inhabitants he had grown up playing under an open sky bonding with his cousins and celebrating festivals on the courtyard with his extended family the life within the small compartmentalized apartments that he had explored so far were far from what he had in mind within moments of entering such flats he felt suffocated Over a cup of coffee, Rishabh reminisced his sweet old days at his hometown. I understand you're yearning, my friend. Don't you worry. Just be ready tomorrow morning. You're in for a surprise. Abhijit said with an aura of suspense. Next morning, accompanied by his charioteer, Abhijit, Rishabh continued his quest to find a place he could call home. After driving through the length and breadth of northern Kolkata for hours without any luck, Abhijit finally said, "I gather you're quite picky in your ways." "I'm so sorry, Abhi. I didn't realize house hunting could be so demanding. I shouldn't have dragged you into all of this. I've ended up wasting your weekend." Rishabh said apologetically. "Oh, don't be silly. I didn't mean it that way," countered Abhi. Then After much deliberation, he said, "I've come across another property. It's just like your home back in Uttar Pradesh, as you've mentioned." "Then why haven't you mentioned it before? Let's go check it out," Rishabh said excitedly. "Wait. The broker mentioned this property is uh, haunted." Abhijit completed his sentence hesitantly. Oh, haunted, right? Rishabh sat down on his chair with concern. So, do they have beautiful young chudels or the old granny types? He added further with a mischievous smile. 
both men burst out laughing. Abhijit clarified that though he didn't believe in those ghostly theories, he wasn't sure if Rishabh would be comfortable to visit an allegedly haunted house. Hence, he had initially dropped that option. But now, that seemed like the only suitable option. They found the house desolately standing at the end of an unusually deserted lane. The surroundings encapsulated the old world charm of the city. As they reached Nero, they realized the house was much bigger but in shambles. The rusted iron gates, the cracked faded old walls, the mutilated garden narrated their own story. As they entered through the creaking iron gates, they were stunned to see an absolutely contrasting view of the house. A gorgeous two-story house stood majestically with its freshly painted white walls, intricately designed green grills and wooden panelled windows adorning it all around. A sprawling veranda boasting the trademark old red cement floors and an antique tea table and chairs strategically placed at a corner. Straight out of Shah Rukh Khan's Haveli and Devdasa or Sefs and Parnita? Rishabh said mesmerized. <laughs> it's nowhere close to them. This place is in ruins and we haven't yet checked the interiors or at least the area they are renting out. Abhi pointed out much to Rishabh's disapproval. Just then the broker arrived. He offered to give them a tour of the house. But before stepping over the corridor, he cautioned. Only the ground floor is available for rent. If you decide to rent this house, that is where your territory ends. He pointed at the far end of the corridor where an old rickety wooden staircase with iron railing went upstairs. Both men looked intently at the stairwell for a moment before the broker interrupted them. No one is allowed upstairs. Let's have a look at the rooms here. But even before exploring any further, Rishabh had fallen for that place. He had made up his mind, as this place reminded him of his hometown. He felt connected, rather drawn towards that house. Despite of Abhi suggesting otherwise, Rishabh shifted to the house within a few days. He was so happy that after so many disappointments, he was finally able to find a home away from home. The first fortnight in the house remained uneventful, except for a couple of stray incidents like deafening yowls of cat at midnight or a sudden banging on the door during one thunderous, unseasonal rainy night. When Rishabh casually shared those incidents with Abhijit, Abhi reminded him skeptically. Remember what the broker said about that house? I think you should reconsider your decision. Shift back to the guest house until we find another suitable place for you, he proposed. Oh, come on now, don't tell me you believe in all those haunted stories weaved around the house. Don't you see it's a beautiful property and it's huge? No wonder people with vested interest are spreading this false propaganda. Moreover, I love this old rustic vibe it has. I'm not going anywhere. Rishabh dismissed Abhi's doubts. It was a full moon night. Like most weekends, Rishabh returned home at around midnight after partying with his colleagues. 
Bobby had dropped a tipsy Rishabh at the entrance. Rishabh stumbled while climbing the two stairs of the front porch. As he attempted to hold on to one of the white pillars on the veranda for support, he felt as if someone has grabbed his hand to prevent his fall. A little startled, he looked around but found no one. Hmm, must be the vodka. He thought and went inside. As he plonked his heavily intoxicated body on the old four-poster bed, he fell into an instant slumber. A sudden creaking sound brought him back to his senses. Still lying on his back, Rishabh was trying to focus on the sound and locate its source. The more he concentrated, the more closer and louder the sound appeared. He was lying wide awake now, all his senses alert. He realized there was a certain pattern to that sound. He was sure by now that it wasn't a creaking door, but some kind of swing which was making an eerie creaking sound with each oscillation. Unable to bear the suspense any further, Rishabh decided to go and check it out. He opened his bedroom doors and went straight towards the corridor. From where he assumed the sound came. He switched on all the lights in the corridor, but the one at the far end, just ahead of the staircase, flickered and then fused. Oh, damn! He burst under his breath. Rishabh moved cautiously towards the staircase and before stepping on the first stair, he craned his neck to peep at the other end of the stairs. He remembered the first and the only time he had come to this part of the house, when the broker had pointed out at the sealed iron gate at the upper end of the staircase. No one is allowed upstairs. The broker's voice echoed in his ears. To his amazement, he saw a pair of delicate feminine hands adorned with chaka pola and gold bangles gently opened the iron gates as if inviting him upstairs. Fumbling through the moonlit stairway, Rishabh reached upstairs with his heart thumping aloud, his hands trembling and his throat parched. At a distance he saw an easy chair, rocking on its own in a steady pace, making a creaking sound with every to and fro movement. Oh, so this is the culprit, sneered Rishabh. As he looked at the other side of the iron gate to discover the owner of those beautiful hands still gripping the iron grills of the gate, he realized they belonged to no one. A cold shiver ran down his spine as his brain registered the oddity of the event. Horrified, he shifted his gaze at the door and saw the hands still there, the gold bangles sparkling in the moonlit night, and the other end of the hands loosely suspended in the air. In a fit of panic, Rishabh turned around and lunged towards the stairs, but lost his balance and fell face down with a thud and tumbled all the way down to the foot of the staircase and blacked out. Next morning, Rishabh woke up with a splitting headache. As he sat on his bedside holding his head, still disoriented, he heard his doorbell and cell phone ringing in unison in the background. He hurried towards the door and flung it open to find a worried Abhijit standing at the door. The bright sunlight pricked Rishabh's eyes. 
He squinted and covered his eyes with his hands and asked, Where's the fire, buddy? He looked at Abhi and saw his face change several hues in a moment. Abhi's expression changed from worried to that of relieved and then angered. Rishabh gave him a puzzled look as Abhi blared aloud. What the hell has gotten into you? I've been calling you for hours and you didn't bother to answer? I was worried sick, man. His dissatisfaction was evident, but Rishabh was touched by Abhi's concern for him. I'm so fortunate to find such a caring friend so far away from home, Abhi. Rishabh hugged Abhi. Oof, you stink, man. Go and clean yourself first. Abhi said, masking his emotions. Hey, wait, what's that bump on your head? Abhi pointed at the corner of Rishabh's forehead. As Rishabh lifted his hand to feel the bump, Abhi noticed another fresh scar on his elbow. Suddenly, the fog shrouded over his memory of the previous night cleared and Rishabh remembered the incident. He then narrated it to Abhi. Even before Abhi could respond, Rishabh clarified. But now, I think it was just a bad dream. A nightmare of sorts. Else if I had fallen and lost sense at the other end of the corridor, how come I woke up on my bed this morning? Rishabh dismissed his own narrative, but Abhi wasn't convinced. Really? How do you explain this bump and the bruises all over your body? When I dropped you off last night, you were just fine. I'm telling you, something is not right. This house is possessed. You should leave this cursed place immediately. Abhi again insisted Rishabh to move out of that house immediately. But Rishabh brushed it off, like always. In his mind, Rishabh had resolved to prove his point. Ghosts don't exist. It's all a sham. He dragged a reluctant Abhi towards the staircase and showed him the rusted iron gate secured with a number of iron chains and huge iron locks. Look at them. Does it look like I, or for that matter anyone else, had ventured there for months? One would need an army to unshackle that gate, he joked. But proving him wrong, every night thenceforth, Rishabh would hear the same creaking sound. After tossing and turning on his bed, in an attempt to ignore the deafening sound, he would finally sleep only to witness one unnatural experience after another. Some nights, in his sleep he would find someone ruffle his hair, and the sound of bangles tinkled in his ears. He would wake up with a start and find no one around. He would spend the rest of the night wide awake. On some other nights, he would feel a pair of hands creep from nowhere on his chest, caressing him and playfully reaching his neck and then gradually tightening its grip on his neck, choking him. He would struggle on his bed with all his might to loosen that death grip. He would then wake up drenched in his own sweat and still gaping for breath. Next morning, he would find the finger marks on his neck as a testimony of his encounter with those mysterious pair of hands. Yet, he chose not to share those creepy incidents with anyone as he considered them as a byproduct of a weakening willpower. He wasn't ready to give up yet. 
but with each passing day he was filled with more self-contempt and bitterness the line between reality and hallucination was blurring in his mind with each passing day rishab's haggard appearance and sunken dark patched eyes made it evident to abhi that there was something gravely wrong with him at office rishab always looked lost in his own thoughts he looked like a completely different person whenever abhi tried to confront him he would tactfully divert the topic a month passed and all those sleepless nights had told heavily on rishab fatih claimed the better of him and one day he collapsed at the office after first aid his boss asked him to go home and take a couple of days break abhi like a loyal friend offered to stay with him for a few days to look after him this time rishab agreed without any protest as he too had started accepting by now that he did need help though he never acknowledged it but he was shaken and scared from within i have booked an appointment for tomorrow we will take care of it said abhi with an assuring smile Abhi had arranged for a counseling session with one of the best psychologists in the city for Rishab. It was a full moon night again. Rishab and Abhi shared the large king-sized bed. Rishab was somewhat relieved as he didn't have to stay alone through the blood-curdling nightmares that had become his regular visitors. Lying on the bed, the two friends chatted till midnight. Then unbeknownst to them sleep befell after almost a month rishab had fallen asleep without any fear or obstacle the room echoed with abhi's snores in various pitches and tunes unperturbed with all the noise rishab was drowned in a deep slumber in his dream He heard the creaking sound of the oscillating rocking chair at the first floor again. In the beautiful moonlit night, he then saw those delicate pair of hands holding his hands. This time, however, Rishab wasn't scared anymore. Entwining its slender fingers with Rishab's, the hand pulled him towards the direction of the staircase. He followed like an obedient disciple. The hands then dragged him gently to the top of the stairs rishab felt so light that it felt as if he was floating he enjoyed this weightless state the hands then carefully opened the shackles around the iron gate and pulled him inside towards the rocking chair as he reached near the chair it abruptly stopped rocking in a state of trance rishab slumped on the chair and it started rocking again surprisingly the creaking sound had ceased as soon as rishab sat on it the hands then pulled him backwards as if asking him to relax rishab then leaned back reposed in the comforting aram ke dara and closed his eyes as the tender hands ruffled his hair lovingly he had not felt so relaxed so contented ever a feeling of blissful liberation enveloped his being as he slipped into the most peaceful reverie 
Next morning, Abhi woke up to an empty room. Rishabh was nowhere to be found. A panic-stricken Abhi looked around fervently but couldn't find his friend. Suddenly something odd struck him as he glanced at the other end of the corridor. It was one of Rishabh's slippers lying at the bed of the stairwell. Abhi hurried towards the stairs and hesitantly climbed all the way up. He saw that the iron gate was securely locked just like before. But at the other side of the gate, at a distance, Rishabh was sitting pale, his lifeless body rocking in the comforting Aram Kedara. I hope you like the story. If you like this podcast, don't forget to reach out to me with your feedback. You can follow me on my Instagram handle at T-H-E-D-A-G-A-T-H-I-S-T. If you have a story to tell, drop me an email on storiesbysneha at gmail.com. I'll see you soon with the next story, only on Stories by Sneha. Bye.